Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Everything Under the A Umbrella, brought to you by WeWe Media. Today's topic: Native Advertising, and we're joined by Angela Feng, Media Sales Rep of Tabula. Angela, please do us the honor of introducing yourself to our viewers and let them know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you, John. So, hello, everyone. My name is Angela. I'm very grateful to be able to join the podcast today. Um, currently, I'm a salesperson representing Tabula for Greater China area for the last three years. Um, I have worked with a lot of um, different brands and helping them to leverage native advertising. Um, and brands such as Sony, Nike, Air New Zealand, Citibank. You name them, and um, we had so much um, great success with them. And I hope that throughout today's podcast, I'm able to give you more insights about native advertising, and also help your sites to be revealing unique data insights to shape the future of your business. So,、uh, are you based?、Uh, does Tabula have an office based out in China? Yeah, currently we have. Um, Beijing office、uh, representing Greater China area, covering Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau.、Um, but、nice. for APAC area, we have a bigger office in Bangkok, and we have about、um, over hundred people there. Oh wow! Yeah. And then、um, you guys have other offices spread across the U.S., correct? Yeah, we、um, globally have sixteen offices, and because of the pandemic situation right now, we're all working from home, and it's turning out to be great.、Um, although we're missing a lot of colleagues, you know, having the interaction in the office is great fun.、Mm-hmm. But、yeah. um, we're dealing with a new reality.、Mm. Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of adjusting, and me myself, I I always miss the the office banter and. The back and forth between your colleagues—it's—it's、um, it's something that can't be replaced. And it, you know, it's hard. We have like sometimes we have these Zoom meetings with、uh, like happy hour and stuff like that, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's cool, but it's just not—it's not the same. It's different. Call, yeah. <laughs> call me old-fashioned. <laughs> so、uh, you said that you mentioned you've been here for a few years now at Tabula,、um, mm-hmm. but before that, kind of, what did you do? Uh, were you always in digital advertising, or was this kind of a a brand new career you started with Tabula? Yeah, it's、um, funny. I had a big、um, change of my career. I was always involved in banking and IT industry, and、wow. um, yeah, for for one occasion,、um, I learned about digital advertising. I didn't realize that、um, any kind of sites that I'm I'm browsing. Um, there's monetization going on. There are user analysis behind it.、Um, so I, I kind of dig through, like, what is going on with this industry? And I, I guess I am outdated in, in that sense. Three years back, and I learned、um, Tabula is a leader in the industry with really great,、um, strong AI. We have a huge team in Israel and LA to do all this、um, AI and machine learnings. Um, so then I switched from Oracle and SAP to Tabula, and it's it's a different experience. I definitely have to say, and meeting different people,、um, managing different kinds of、um, backgrounds, cultures, and needs. It's it's very unique experience that I'm having here.、Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think that you joined probably one of the, or if not the biggest company in, in your, in your traffic kind of vertical. Um, you know, when you think of native ads or, or content discovery, uh, Taboola is probably the first company that you, that pops into people's heads. Um, so just to break it down for the newbies out there, um, you know, there's Facebook advertising, Google advertising, um, push is very popular. Uh, a native has always been around, uh, but let's break mm -hmm. it down to kind of the fundamentals and give the beginners a little bit of history of what exactly is native advertising and content discovery. Sure. So let's pause for a second and think about it. Like, do you have a favorite brand or a company that you're turning to the first time you look at the product or service? Um, and the, any of, of the recent discovered product that you like, which you never know that existed. So native advertising is identified as a material in an online publication that has a look and feel of the publication but actually it's paid by an advertiser who with the intent to promote their product and service. So this type of um, advertising is very, very different from the traditional display or even um, social media that we're encountering every day. Um, what's very unique about it is that the content is created and designed to provide a seamless experience that allows a user to continue consuming the content and, but they don't know what, what the whole thing is actually, like I said, paid yeah. by an advertiser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, it, it is, a, I think that's a very effective way of, of advertising because uh, like you said, sometimes the user doesn't even know they're intaking this type of, the, the, sometimes the user doesn't even know they're in a funnel. And that's kind of, a, I would say, a very effective kind of way to, you know, push consumers down uh, the sales funnel. Uh, and when you mentioned content, uh, obviously this day and age, content is king, right? And um, mm -hmm. I guess, would you say that content creation or content creation is something vital in today's digital marketing space? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And uh, don't get... Um let's say cut off that you only have fraction of seconds to grab any user's attention digitally or offline. Um, when people are in consuming the content um, discovery moments, they are actually in a different type of zone that they are not uh, snooping around friends doing or um, checking out social media, looking at what's the best restaurants that they're offering. It's, it's not, they, they want to know what, what is going on in the world, what, what are the recommendations from the publications that they're reading. So they have a very strong um, stickiness or loyalty to the publication they're reading. And, and because of that loyalty, they, they will really entrust whatever um, content they're recommending from the publication. So Tabula, it's, it's embodied these two parts together recommending the best um, articles or interests or services that is actually customized to the user um, and, and believe it or not because Tabula has been partnering with um, premium publishers um, a lot of times advertisers who want to get their 
product or services being seen on Wall Street Journal or New York Times, they can use Tabula、mm-hmm. to be there. Wow, I mean that's a very powerful audience as well as a product owner or a brand. Yes. Uh, so you did mention that you came from the the banking and the IT industry,、uh, which is very different from currently from your、uh, role at Tabula.、Uh, yeah. I, I guess one of my my question is how did you kind of get into it, and what made you what made you shift into to into the digital advertising space? So, like I mentioned before, I, I never knew that、um, this is a, a career to pursue. Uh, I was always in a traditional or, or old-fashioned industry where、um, helping out、uh, IT aspect、um, modules and different、uh, softwares for bankers, and 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 I guess because having a because of having a little bit of the IT background, I thought、um, joining Tabula where I will be utilizing a little bit of that skill and, and helping out. Advertisers in, in digital, digitally. That's that's a good combination. So I wanted to give it a shy try, and、um, and this is where I landed. And I, I'm I'm actually、um, not regretting the decision, and I'm enjoying it. Well, that's good. I mean, as long as you don't regret it.、Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> and if you if you regretted it, and and you're still here three years later, then. Something I think something's a little bit off there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So、um, I mean, did you face because coming from an IT background, it's a little bit different from a sales、uh, position where you kind of talk to a lot of, in your case, different publishers,、um, and you're kind of more dealing with different people, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Did you have any early struggles?、Um, You know, in a sales position, or even learning how native advertising works, like the entire ecosystem. Um, definitely. Um, especially the part of the world that,、um, for example, in mainland China, people are so drilled、uh, or, or or used to different platforms. WeChat is so dominant.、Um, also,、mm-hmm. like、uh, Xiaohongshu. Or, or people are so used to Tmall for any kind of e-commerce when they are stepping out、mm-hmm. of the zone and thinking about what else to to face in, in other parts of the world.、Um, mm-hmm. they, they thought there's only Facebook or there's only Google, but actually、mm-hmm. um, there's a third part of the basket that they're missing out, and this is、um, native ads.、Um, so、mm-hmm. yes, we we do、um, besides. You know, selling us, but then we are also educating part of、um, mm-hmm. the world that this is a different type of form.、Um, it's it's like a storytelling. It's been there for ages,、um, but we are wrapping up and then we are packaging it differently in digital world nowadays. And and people need to be educated and learn how to utilize that to advocate their service or products to the world. So you mentioned that、um, in China, you know, people are you know kind of stick to what they're used to, WeChat,、mm-hmm. um, and do you see any trends picking up with native advertising in in China? Is it in something China, that they're per- kind of incorporating、uh, into their kind of, I guess, browsing experience? Uh, China, it's really, really a different part of,、um, really unique from the rest of the world. 
the yeah, apps are, 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 <laughs> are dominate and everyone, whichever income level that you have, mobile, it's, it's part of your life. Whereas, mm -hmm. um, for example, tier one countries that when you're doing overseas um, campaigns, um, people are still thinking about different funnels and using different devices for their campaigns. They might start out with mobile for brand awareness, but for consideration mm -hmm. or even purchases or lead gens, um, people are still acting different. They, they are still using tablets or even just mm -hmm. wanting to sit down facing a laptop to make that final decision. Whereas mm -hmm. I, I've noticed people in, in Beijing subway, um, they are making purchase orders with large sum uh, amount of CNY dollars or, or mm -hmm. making purchases that, that you never thought of using mobile, but they do that mm -hmm. here in China. So it's completely mm -hmm. different. And, and I guess, um, I guess we have to use different strategy if, if we are really oh, thinking yeah, about content sure. or native advertising in China. But um, mm. for the rest of the world, um, storytelling and using uh, open web, it, it's still a, a way to choose. Mm -hmm. So give us, a, I guess, let's, let's kind of get a, a bit of a bigger picture of Taboola. And uh, for those of people, the people who don't know, can you kind of break down uh, Taboola and what it's all about and kind of, you know, the history and a little bit of company info? Sure. Um, so right now we're the largest discovery platform. We reach about 1.4 billion monthly, which is about half of the world connected population. Um, and wow. one thing that people never knew is that we, we, can't, we reached half of the trillion recommendation every month, whether it's sponsored or non-sponsored. And um, how we came about is that our CEO, Adam Singola, he just um, finished his military service in Israel. Um, he thought about, you know what, uh, this is such a technology-driven world. How come I have to browse with um, TV with a remote control and nothing that's really coming to his interest? He wants a world, or ideally, that... Uh, refrigerator or tell him, you know, it's time to re replenish the milk or it's time to buy some groceries. Same thing when he goes on his mobile, reading articles or news, will pop up the recommendation that he wants to read. It's customized just to him. And that's how he founded the company and started out uh, 13 years ago. Um, now we are one of the biggest uh, in the world in terms of content discovery. And I think he, he's really proud to be sticking with um, the tradition or the goal of recommending the best interest to advertisers or users in the world. Yeah, uh, that's, that sounds like a pretty good story. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of <laughs> relate to that. But it's a true story. <laughs> I mean, I relate to that because like some people kind of don't like when, you know, the ads kind of follow them around and, and you know, kind of they're tagged or cookied or, or whatnot or retargeted. But for me, it's like it's optimized and it's, you know, it's based on my preferences. And, um, you know, if they're showing me an ad, it's because I've, I show interest in it uh, in the past. And 
I think it, it would be a waste of ad space to show me something, you know, targeted for a demo of 50 year old females, you know? Um, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, native advertising, like you said, you know, does a great job of, you know, storytelling and kind of uh, giving you content that is useful to you and it's personal to you. So um, I might guess my next question would be, how does Taboola stand out from the other competitors or what do you guys do differently or, how much can you tell me about your secret sauce of what makes Taboola run? <laughs> so uh, in a nutshell that we have um, a lot of machine learnings and data collections. Um, I once was reading about uh, our um, Taboola histories and also what's the development since the day one we, we found this company. Uh, interesting data that I, I learned is that, um, for example, the data that we have collected throughout the years, it's, it's 50 times more than the um, public library in New York um, has held. And wow. um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very interesting fact. And also the spending that we have uh, in terms of R&D, it's more than the Israeli military spending per year. So that's just just a fun facts about us um, that many people don't know. Um, What we publicly (laughs) yeah, those are big numbers, sure. Um, And and other things that I think people should keep in mind or know about Tabula is that we are in the native advertising where the concept of creating ads to cohesive to the page content assimilated into the design and consistent with the platform behavior that feels it belongs there is what we do the best. So we partner with thousands of publishers in the world. We're helping them how to to make um, the users who come to visit their sites to visit more pages, to stay there longer, to consume more content. That's that's probably one of our primary goals for helping the publishers as our long-term strategic partners. And because of that um, rhythm that we're working with, um, we're on the other side helping the advertisers to have their ads seen to the right user because we already know where they have visited the sites, what kind of campaigns they have clicked on, what kind of next readings that they might be interested. So the targeting, it's so much easier for us. And site to sites, um, trackings and, and trails that we grabbed are, are able to target the advertisers that we have. Um, so this is so unique about us, the partnerships that we built with the publishers and the performance that we're bringing to the advertisers that, that's making us a different ecosystem than other content or native advertising platforms that you see nowadays. Nice. Um, so what, during your time there, which is around three years, uh, I know you mm-hmm. haven't been there since day one, but I guess <laughs> what type of growth have you witnessed, um, whether it's, you know, in revenue or whether it's, you know, native, enter- native advertising becoming more popular in certain countries or geos that it wasn't before? Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of growth have you experienced uh, while being there? So for the last three years, I have witnessed, uh, of course, the, now this uh, very unique situation that we have when we're still 
staying strong and actually we are bringing um, outnumbered performances than year on year um, data that we have seen. Uh, and uniquely, we are expanding our R&D center uh, after, for example, Microsoft and Google uh, to establish an R&D center in Taiwan next year. That's one of um, not many companies would do in a situation like this in 2020, but we are, are financially strong to make decision of expansion. Um, at the same time, we are, we are seeing um, people choosing us uh, over different type of media, um, even in a difficult time like this, we, we hear and also getting feedbacks from, for example, Nick Nelson, a lot of advertisers do start choosing us over, for example, social media because the brands or the user perceive value um, having more trust because of the publications that we have and the, um, the relationship that we have. So it's it's what are the, um, some, what are the some of some of the bigger publications that you have? So currently, um, you can think of, for example, like MSN, NBC. Um, like I mentioned, Wall Street Journal or Bloomberg, those are, are very strong and, and long-term relationships that we have. And locally in different regions, we have um, also premium publishers that we work with for, for many, many years. And each of the terms that we have, it's minimum of five years. And you know, normally we see engagement of 10 years contracts that we have with them. So you, you will realize that when a premium publisher's that give us a strong trust and, and long-term engagement with us. That's, that's uh, something. It says something, it it says something about your, yeah. your company. Yeah. A 10-year yes. contract. Uh, <laughs> I would love that if I had that with any of my clients. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, let me pretend or put, uh, give you an example. If I was a media buyer or in your case, an advertiser, uh, is there any specific advantages or the way, um, I guess the user face or the, the way that platform is set up in terms of bidding, is there anything special about Taboola uh, compared to your competitors? Yeah, so um, I know most of the advertisers when they picked us, um, they already work with um, platforms such as Google or Facebook um, one thing that we always get um, positive comment is that we are our user face um, UI is um, extremely user friendly, and it's very easy to navigate um, dashboard. And most importantly, it's very transparent. So you can um, set up your KPIs um, and also uh, set up the uh, cost um, per click model that you want to bid. Uh, it's something different from other platforms, I believe, that you cannot set a CPC on your own. And what's the benefit of that is that when a user clicks on your ad, you, you will be charged on the value that you set. And the bidding price is completely up to you. You can set up your strategy and you decide the bid, whichever the most effective value that you, you're hoping to get. And so it's very CPA efficient. And when it comes to users who are reading the content on the open web um, at their highest consumption mode, they're, they're ready to discover something new. And, and in order to drive the most impact, Tabula has 
partner, like I mentioned, so many recognized publishers to offer advertiser a chance to reach to the new users. Um, so in, in a nutshell, we, we are bringing different uh, experience to the users and also getting the advertisers uh, different um, publications that they never thought of and, and probably also be intrigued to find out there are our users that they never thought of um, attracting to or, or interested in their product or services coming from those unique sites that we offer. Mm -hmm. And I guess, uh, you know, the world of advertising revolves around content. And can you give me, can you tell me why like content is so important and how does someone go about creating um, the perfect native ad? Uh, for that audience or for that demographic? So, um, Tabula and Nielsen uh, has used the BrainView AI platform to conclude a, a recent study to, to test people's engagement with native ads on the open web. And they found out that actually participants were nearly 10% more open-minded at the moment of next. Um, and that when, when viewing the same exact video ads, for example, on other platform. Um, but, and, and to answer your question on how to create a perfect native advertising, I think the key yeah. is, is about instant relatability. So the ad needs to be first likely to first time seen by many users or the brands. And you want to make sure that it creates interest that also clearly highlights what you're trying to achieve. And what is more is that you need to find out a way to be unique. So when mm -hmm. users are in their moment of next and when they're ready to read and engage, um, driving to, to them to your homepage may not be the best tactic and, and leave it so many uh, exploration tendencies to wander. So you need to keep focus of the user by presenting the content that you hope to achieve, you know, blog posts, advertorial, uh, number lists or data sheets. Do you mean kind of going from the ad, uh, which is on one of your publications, to a landing mm -hmm. page, which is curated right. content, uh, yes. then to the product page or my or home page of the product owner? Um, we usually recommend a pre-lander if it's a mm -hmm. pure e-commerce site, for example, because uh, users, when they are reading a content already, and then you have a very interesting um picture or GIF or um, videos that, that attract them to, to click onto the ads that you have. But then they might find very disappointing if it just goes to an e-commerce site. So you, you need to give them uh, um, words and, and descriptions of why they are reading what you have to offer. So even if something is as simple as pair of socks, you need to tell them why the socks are so unique. And, and why the fabric or, or your company, it's, it's different from the evergreen okay. products that, that you're offering. So yeah. let's, uh, let's kind of mix it up here because you mentioned socks. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because <laughs> my, friend, my friend has a company called After Socks. And this is not a, sh a shameless plug. It really is. Uh, it's called After Socks and it's geared towards women uh, who mm -hmm. after the club, after a night out and where they're wearing high heels, you know, they don't like to walk um, home at night and they put on and uh, my friend's product is socks 
um, that you can keep in your purse and have like more of a durable bottom and that can, that you can just walk home in with those socks, um, oh. to kind of protect and their the TA are, are ladies. Yes. Yes. So oh, if I'm okay. the product owner, let's just pretend I'm the product owner. Um, <laughs> what type of placements would you suggest, uh, for my product? And then, yeah, so it'd be basically placing my, an ad on one of your publications, uh, and I guess you're saying the target audience would be women, obviously. So is that what your kind of account manager would suggest that you, um, the placements uh, would be, you have a list of publications that would match um, the demographic of the product owner? Yeah. Um, every single time um, there's a new advertiser coming on board on Tabula, we, we definitely recommend them to actually run on our network instead of uh, specifically pick on specific publications or even choosing mm -hmm. a demographic or segmentation. Because the, mm -hmm. the I guess the unique part of our um, native advertising is that you need to find out where are your new users from. Um, interestingly is that you, your user is not going to a newsstand to buy certain magazines. They are browsing mm -hmm. on, on open web. So the tags or the traditional uh, labels that you have for your target audience on web, their behavior are completely different. So mm -hmm. you might think of me, Angela, as a, um, a female person with certain age and income, uh, liking certain XYZ interests, but then online, mm -hmm. I, I might be browsing extreme sports. I might be <laughs> interested in looking at NFL. Um, so you mm -hmm. never find me buying the friend's socks if you're targeting mm -hmm. me uh, um, Vogue.com or e-entertainment because I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I'm, I'm looking at sports channel. <laughs> mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my, my best bet is that because Tabula is um, tracing me, the unique user on my browsing history, the campaigns that I clicked, um, any of the articles I read. So it, it actually will push me me the the advertising that i might be interested at the moment or the last 30 days instead of the traditional segmentations that most of um people would recommend in a traditional um advertising methodology so definitely okay. throw away what you know before about advertising but do it completely the reverse on tabula then you will find okay. out different users coming from different publications, buying your product or leaving their emails and uh, lead generation uh, informations. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So uh, <laughs> I guess what kind of, what are the other major variables that go into uh, creating um, a solid native ad? Uh, whether is it like headlines play a big part or is it a, I guess do people respond well to, um, videos or rather than pictures, what is kind of the, the leading or most popular way, form of advertising for native? Um, so in Tabula, we, we have um, two large components to it. One is mm -hmm. uh, sponsor content, which is um, either static pictures plus title mm -hmm. or um, short videos um, that's more, uh, less than 10 seconds without sound mm -hmm. um, those definitely drive 
great um, attentions and a clear CTA of setting the expectation uh, what the user will be seeing when they go to the landing page, click on your um, your pictures, they know what, what they're, they're heading to. Um, the other form will be brand awareness with um, our videos. Uh, you'll be surprised to know actually uh, we are the number two video inventory placements after YouTube worldwide. So I am uh, surprised the, to know that <laughs> you'll be surprised because of the publication um, partners that we have. So most, I would say 90% of them do have um, um, video inventory available um, and through, through Tabula. So, and, and the placements are normally one by one, um, meaning that it's a lot bigger than the standard widgets that Tabula offers. Um, it, it's, it's not intrusive. So it doesn't require you to finish the, the video. As long as you're interested, you can, can continue viewing it or even click through it to see what exactly they're offering. Um, so these are the two major pillars. And then again, uh, clear CTA um, or having a little, little teaser on your videos are always very eyeball-catching for users. And, and the content after that is what you need to be focused on. And lastly, my, my last advice will be keep it simple. That's a very famous saying, <clears throat> keep it simple. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? It is, it is. No, I mean, when I hear a lot of people, uh, when it comes to their landing pages or when it comes to, um, you know, just designing their content, a lot of a lot of the, the famous saying is kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, just because <laughs> if there's a lot going on, uh, you know, users tend to get distracted. Um, and they sometimes they think that they need to add, you know, a whole bunch of content, I mean, words and call to actions, but sometimes, you know, less is more. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people agree with, you know, keeping it simple is sometimes the best way. Um, and with, Native advertising in Taboola. I know in, in Facebook, you know, they you can run different campaigns for brand awareness or lead generation or um, conversions or how does one define the marketing objective um, for in Taboola or with native advertising? Um, so Taboola also is supportive with all four funnels that you have mentioned that will work on, mm. on Facebook. Uh, differently is that I think most of the advertisers always want to have one key marketing objective that is to to have interesting sales or leads or or very very uh, specific KPI that they want to hit. But I think um, that is one goal that you have to keep in mind. But when it comes down to how to reach that goal, is you have to. Um, fundamentally thought about how do I reach from there and and like what we have talked about storytelling you have to pick why you are standing out from your competitors how your products are unique from the others after you have those ideas um, throw it throw it out to you and jot it down you will find a path that maybe you start with a brand awareness and then setting up your strategy um, from brand awareness to reaching your KPI to get the users to make a purchase. It's the most um, practical way 
to start native advertising. Uh, don't expect, you know, it comes down to when you're a user, you know, when you see an ad, are you going to immediately click onto the ad and say, let's purchase? Probably mm -hmm. not. You are probably, you know, taking some time to consider, is there a coupon? Is there a promotion? Otherwise, mm -hmm. it, it takes time to, to consider. And, and so same thing with native. Brand awareness and then start setting out your strategy probably having a retargeting campaign or you know getting the leads out and then sending out more um retargets and, and other strategies will be more helpful to reaching your kpi than say you know i'm just sending out the product page and hoping the user will buy immediately that's not gonna happen and, and, and oh. you know, <laughs> it's it's a truth, but it's hard to to learn. But um, mm. yeah, when it comes down to talking to advertisers, they they really have to thought about these and, and to to set the right campaign on native. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's very similar with you know any different type of of traffic, whether it's social or Google or, or native. Um, you know, there is a customer funnel. There is a there's still, you know, you're still going to have to do your work and winning them over and, and getting them to trust you. Um, and, you know, I guess starting from a brand awareness campaign instead of going for straight aggressive conversions would be the smarter play. Um, and also kind of like the long-term play because, you know, as a brand owner or a product owner or whatnot, as an advertiser, you need to nurture that relationship. Um, and, mm -hmm. and that's done through content actually. Um, yeah. You know, Definitely and, and once there is some sort of brand recall or a little bit of relationship between the customer and the brand, then I guess that's when they're primed to, to make a purchase. Sure. So, um, I guess, uh, we can move on to a little bit more lighter, uh, topics here, uh, <laughs> because it was very, uh, content heavy, uh, yeah. talking about it and learning about tabula and native advertising in general uh, mm -hmm. so i guess we can move on to um let's a little bit more about yourself um outside of work and outside of business uh, who is angela and you know what do you enjoy so what i you know as a salesperson i am kind of um gemini in the sense that um I, I guess at work I have to be extrovert, but from away from work and, and business, I'm actually a very quiet person. I'm like a couch potato. So you would <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably just liking to sit at my couch and, and read a book. Or uh, at a time in Beijing, um, I'm actually liking to go to the parks. That's, that's what nice. I do on a weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a very underrated activity. Uh, I think, you know, fresh air and green grass and uh, is something that we should all uh, kind of appreciate more uh, since 2020 uh, has come around yeah. and kind of kept everybody inside. Um, how has it been for you working from home um, and working with, you know, I guess getting used to a remote environment? And on top of that, my follow-up question would be, uh, I guess, how is native advertising or have you seen any trends um, since you've been working from home and since, you know, the rest of the world has been working from home? Has there any, has there be, has there been any trends that you've picked up on over the past six months? 
So um, to answer the first part, it has been very difficult for me um, because I, I'm so used to do a lot of uh, business travels, which I enjoy a yeah. lot. I don't know, queue, <laughs> queuing well. behind the checking counter and, and, you know, checking my luggage. It kind of like fun, even though it's very hassle <laughs> for like the first You're the first hours. person to ever say that. <laughs> but, I mean, I've... You know, I kind of miss that. <laughs> I actually I do miss traveling, but not the checking in part. <laughs> but I miss traveling, and I and I miss the I miss the conferences. Um, I, are you? Do you go to the usual affiliate marketing industry concert uh, conferences like AWA or ASW or um, AWE? Right. So I've been to one, um, the one in twenty eighteen Barcelona. Um, it was a mm. lot of fun. Um, I, yes. I also met some of the people from WeWe we Media in Barcelona, not at the drinking oh, nice. party, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I entered one of the um, the contests they had. Um, other than that, there are many different salons, um, also events in China. So, and also of course um, QBRs that we hold for. Um, key account customers so, so, so it's a lot of traveling even though uh, I relocate in Beijing but I probably stay in Beijing like three three days a week and the rest is on the road um, wow. and, and so it's That's a lot quite intense. An adjustment for you yeah and then from all this on the road to sitting at home I feel like one point of time when I was in quarantine hotel it was like um, the old movie um, classic right, right now, um, The Matrix, you know, sitting in the dark room, <laughs> facing a laptop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keying away I mean, uh, all the messages. That's funny because I'm right now I'm currently sitting in a dark room in front of my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that reminded me of that movie a lot during the 14 days quarantine in Beijing. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that, that was um, come. So the last six months, personally, how I take it. Um, Trending-wise in, in native, it's, um, it's been funny. For example, well, funny and sad at the same time. I think in the second quarter or so, we saw big peak on e-commerce. Um, people have needs to buy medical supplies and uh, masks, mm-hmm. for example, um, hand sanitizers, things that it's shortage everywhere in the world. And, and uh, interestingly, China had oversupply of that. So we had tremendous um, amount of advertisers coming from China, uh, supplying the world with, with that huge demand. So those were trending, um, I guess, um, products uh, that time. I mean, I can see... Like there was a lot of, and until this day, there's a lot of um, issues with advertising on, you know, social media platforms, those type of products, like you just mentioned, masks or anything to do with COVID related, um, you know, it would flag their account and they'd be taken down. Uh, So is native advertising... We were actually the first probably uh, platform allowing these type of um, advertising allowed on our platform. Um, we do have a um, very strong team to, to secure and also do, do the due diligence of checking the backgrounds of supplies and making sure that the suppliers have the right certificates 
to to be advertising with us. Um, besides the medical, uh, like KN NK95 type of uh, mm -hmm. mask, were not allowed and still not allowed. We were allowing use, um, the regular uh, masks to be, be published um, on our advertising platform, just because the needs were extreme. Okay, that's good to know, and um, I think it it it's a very good option for. Uh, Ecom product owners to now, you know, if they weren't looking at native before, now looking at native as a serious um, traffic source and revenue stream, um, and it, compared to to Facebook, and I think it, it's a lot less headaches than what people are used mm -hmm. to dealing with um, the social platforms. So, uh, moving forward, um, what are kind of Tabula's plans for 2021, uh, and I guess how they look to I guess capitalize on the trends that they that they see in 2020. Um, we are still working on uh, gaining more, or what we like to say internally, liberate uh, different type of publishers joining our, our team. At the same time, we're exploring different touch points for advertisers. So, uh, in the last probably six months, we have worked with. Um, mobile device companies such as um, um, Vivo, um, Samsung, even iPhone, mm -hmm. or most of the Android phones that you can think of the brands, we're already working with them. So uh, any of the contents, for example, um, whether it's news from the publishers or, or advertisers, um, they don't need to open a browser or they don't need to open specific apps to see um, that the contents that we're pushing, it's already on a push notification or it's either a minus one screen. So that's less user journey, um, more exposure for advertisers. Um, these are the key points that we're working on and hopefully we're giving more options to, to people to explore. And this is definitely unique. Um, if you're an Apple user, you already know that there's Apple News. But away from Apple News, you will see Tabula dominating Android phones. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So native advertising and, uh, and the people that use it, the publishers that use it and advertisers that, that use it um, is so vast. And uh, we come from the affiliate marketing um, industry mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, you mentioned before, Ecom products do very well. Uh, what other verticals are popular on on your platform? If if you say like for example, if I'm affiliate and um, you know I sign mm -hmm. up to the platform, uh, what would you kind of suggest is is very hot besides ecom products? Um, is it kind of like dating? Is it online casinos? Is it um, I guess neutral products? Uh, what else is doing pretty well on 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 your platform? So um, in the last six months, I will say um, entertainment related, social uh, gaming, social casinos, um, mm -hmm. even uh, people are start, I guess, worrying about career or job or income. So finance related products is also very mm -hmm. um, popular growing. Um, mm -hmm. we, we also noticed like Medicare, um, people are buying insurance or um, yeah, personal yeah. finance. Th those are very um, picking up 
very fast on our it's it's funny you mentioned that kind of stuff because that's exactly kind of what is trending on our network and the funny part is that we don't have (laughs) but it it's like it's trending everything like you said medicare um, insurance or finance uh, type offers um but we don't have you know the strongest native uh, publishers or affiliates. So it's funny that you say, <laughs> say that and it's, you know, the trends are the same, but the traffic mm-hmm. is different. So, I mean, I guess, you know, humans are humans, yeah. whether, you know, they're, they're a social platform or, or a native platform. So uh, that's very interesting. Okay. So uh, yeah. let's move on to the rapid uh, to, fire questions. To open up more. Okay, go ahead. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. I let's think the last point that I want to mention fun. is, uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess the the last part I want to mention is that Tabula has been seen um, or viewed very strict in terms of reviewing the contents. Um, We want to harness both our publishers and advertisers into a safe environment. Um, But having said that, we we open up a lot of different verticals that people can can start thinking about or, or even already open up accounts to try us. For example, CBD in Germany has been picking up the trends and also cryptocurrency platforms is, is allowed with certain um, restrictions that if you comply with us. So mm-hmm. there are many more. Um, if you wanted to see, you can visit our, our website. Uh, also go through WeWe Media. Um, we have good advisors that they, they know about us and uh, we, can, mm-hmm. we can help um, for you to explore. Nice. Yep. And if, if anybody reaches out to us, we'll definitely uh, connect them with the right person there. Uh, so yeah, on to our fun section, uh, which is my favorite part, uh, rapid <laughs> fires. Um, I'm just basically going to ask you 10 questions in as fast as I can. And you just have to say whatever's on your mind, pops into your mind okay. right away. Ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Were you nervous about today's podcast episode? What was I nervous about? Were you nervous? What, was I nervous? Um, yes or no? Uh, I was, yes, that um, nervous because maybe there's nobody listening about me. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> All right. So if you could teleport anywhere, where would it be? Right now, Bora Bora. Bora Bora, never been there. Me either. Sounds good. good. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so what's your favorite beach? My favorite beach that you've been to. to, I have been to probably Bali. Bali, yes, Bali is very nice. The beach is okay, Mm -hmm. but the the vibe of Bali is cool. Um, Yeah, just everything about Bali is cool. Uh, Okay, so when you were a kid, what what was your childhood dream job? Uh, I want to be a lawyer, but I gave up very you soon be after. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is the worst place that you could get stuck? Um, kindergarten. Kindergarten. <laughs> I guess so. I've never heard that one before. Um, <laughs> what's the first thing you notice about someone when you first meet them? Their shoes. Me too. I, I mean, Before I don't say I judge people by them, but uh, for me, it would be their shoes as well. Are you a shoe yeah. collector? 
I, I'm a caterpillar, I guess. I like to buy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a caterpillar. <laughs> um, what is your, one of your weirdest quirks? Um, I like to play with my rice before I eat. So I make a small fingernail size of a rice ball. And I keep playing it throughout the meal. <laughs> and you did, you did that as a kid as well? Um, yes. And now I try to avoid. <laughs> but at, at business meetings, I can see you just no, rolling no, no. up your rice. Don't, don't order rice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is something that you've picked up during COVID quarantine? What I picked it up? Like what a hobby that you started or uh, what's something that you do more of since COVID started? Oh, playing Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, um, English Patient. English it's Patient. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? I don't have one. <laughs> I guess um you're so nice. Night, <laughs> no, I, okay. If you if you really have to think of one, it's a nightlight in the hotels during business travel. Like I, for some reason I can never find a switch. Yeah, and then I can not turn them <laughs> off. I I like it peach dark when I go to sleep. And then they, somehow they're so considerate. They always have a nightlight. Wow. That's a that's a very specific pet peeve um <laughs> and last one last one is 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 kind of um you know it could be what do you call that again uh i don't know what that's sorry i lost my word but the question is how do you define happiness uh, this is a very large question <laughs> yes, yes. it's a very general question <laughs> but it kind I, of shows kind of gives you a, a deeper understanding of who Angela is really. What, what do you value? So how do you define happiness? I, I think right now I have a very geeky answer to that, which is um, I have a to-do list every day. So if I see a lot of checks, check boxes on my to-do list, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, like to be honest with you, um, that's not the first time like I've heard that. Before. Really? And no yeah, way. I mean, I have I a, was I have, the first one. <laughs> No, my colleague um, who I've worked with for a number of years is addicted to that. Like um, ah. she loves crossing off stuff off her to-do list. And yeah. uh, I've, I'm also like that, but I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the answer to my question. But I'm also like <laughs> do feel accomplished and I feel very productive when I see a to-do list that's like kind of checked off. And um, it's funny because I use Trello and in my um. planner, if you move the card to the completed list, like mm -hmm. um, confetti fills your screen. So it's oh. like for that split second, it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you, right? you completed and you something. You feel like you so, accomplished yeah. something. Exactly. And that, that makes me happy. You, <laughs> so if, if you do that a few times a day, then you definitely had a good day, right? Yes. Yes. Definitely. All right. So I think that concludes our episode. Um, thank you for walking us through kind of the history of Taboola and also giving us uh, some insight of, you know, the trends that you've seen this year and kind of the fundamentals of, of native advertising. I hope that you kind of 
enjoyed your time with us and I appreciate you um, coming on the show today. Uh, do you have any last words that you'd like to say to our viewers yes. or listeners? Um, I guess um, thank you for having me and uh, it's been a great time. I was nervous and I hope that um, there are some listeners after the podcast is released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if anybody is uh, looking for a reliable rep or wants to get in touch with Tabula, we'll definitely um, send them your way.